On this episode of the Answers on Aging podcast. Spend time with family. Everybody's coming in. Arrange that. Do it. Spend time. Do the funeral. And then even take a few days after the funeral and then say, okay, there's some things that need to be done. Now let's get to it. We've Mm -hmm. gone through the grieving process mostly. We've done the funeral. Mom's, you know, late to rest, now's the time to get to do stuff. Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal, and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real life, real-time issues, and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. That's right. This is the Answers on Aging podcast, and my name is Todd Watley. And as always, we are so very thankful that you listen. And we're pushing a hundred now. I'm, I'm, you know, we're at seventy. So that's oh, this was seventy. So um, we're doing pretty well, and we love doing this. And as always, when I say we, I am always here with my co-host Sarah Scott. Hello, hello, Todd Watley. Welcome everybody to our wonderful podcast called. Answers on aging. The original. The original. We are the OGP original podcast. OGP. Um, yes, thank you so much for tuning in today. And we have a rather heavy topic today. Uh, but it's a fun one. But it's, it's not important. a fun one. It's important. And if I can find any opportunity to slide in a bad joke, like kicking the can. I just literally kicked the trash can over. (laughs) Literally just kicked the can, the trash can over under the table as we're recording this podcast about... About what should I do when a loved one passes away? We shouldn't be laughing about this. That was funny. I was not sorry, but I'm I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I was kind of losing my balance there for a second. I... (laughs) Literally kick the can. <laughs> That's okay. So. Um, so yes, as we do every week, this week we are going to answer a question related to aging. But before we dive into that, if you haven't heard, now listen up. We have a new book. We have a book. We are so excited about because we worked quite a while on writing it, but we spent even more time the past multiple decades um, learning all about the information that we poured into this book. It's called Conquering the Maze of Long-Term Care for Your Loved One, a.k.a. How to Find a Nursing Home or Assisted Living for Your Loved One. So That's a big process, and this book will help you do it. And the way that you can get that is go to AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com, the website, and in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see the book. And click on the book, and it will take you to a page, and it will talk about the book just a little bit, mm-hmm. and you can buy it. It's fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. And we really request that you do it, because yeah. we've never asked for money, and mm-hmm. we do this 
without getting paid. We do it because we love it, number one, mm-hmm. but it would be nice to help cover some of the expenses because hosting this is not free, the mm-hmm. equipment's not free, and so we would appreciate you buying the book. We sure would. And there are some bonuses that are included when you purchase the book, including um, as long as supplies remain, a free consult with me and Todd. Mm -hmm. So um, for no other reason, if you just want to get some time with us, here's your chance. How lucky would they be? All right. (laughs) Um, But yes, today um, we're going to answer the question, what do I do after a loved one passes away? I recently had a care navigation client who passed away, and her husband is coming in to meet with me this week to kind of finalize everything. And so that got me to thinking about a list for all the things we need to put a check mark by. Mm -hmm. So that um, her estate squared away, all the appropriate parties are notified, and he doesn't really have to worry about it anymore. And while making a list and putting a check mark by each item might sound simple, putting this list together was kind of, I mean, you had to think about it for a little bit. So we're going to tell you about that and hopefully help you um, prepare for the day. We're all going to die, right? We're all going to die. So here are the answers to what you need to do after a loved one passes away. Let me just say, people, you know, as soon as someone dies, we get phone calls sometimes within hours. Oh, Mm -hmm. Todd, mom died. I'm like, dude, chill. Yeah. There is nothing earth-shattering. There is nothing major until, uh, you know, Period. Okay. It can take some time. Yeah. Mom's gone. The bank accounts, the mortgage, everything's just going to sit there. Grieve. Okay. Mm-hmm. Spend some time with your family. Mm-hmm. Go to the funeral. Do things. There is, I can't think of anything that has to be done immediately. Mm-mm. Just let it go. Let the bill payers keep calling mm-hmm. or bill people, collectors. collectors. Yeah. You know, let them keep calling. Just ignore them. Spend time with your family. This is. One time in your life, you're going to be sorry if you don't, you know, spend time with family. Everybody's coming in, arrange that, do it, spend time, do the funeral. And then even take a few days after the funeral yeah. and then say, okay, there's some things that need to be done. Now let's get to it. We've mm-hmm. gone through the grieving process. Mostly we've done the funeral. Mom's, you know, laid to rest. Now's the time to get to do stuff. Yeah, and so just for simplicity purposes, I think um, in most cases, our clients are going to be married couples. So this is assuming that the person that has passed away either has a surviving spouse that is capable of carrying out these items, Mm -hmm. or at least an adult child or a competent friend or family member that has the authority to do so. Yeah. Okay. So if this is, um, if you're listening to this episode and you are a, an, an aging individual who has zero family or zero friends who you can depend on to do these things for you, then we have an episode many months ago with, um, the life care management 
team purview life Mm -hmm. you can go back and listen to that episode and reach out to that specific resource for assistance if you don't have somebody who can manage these things once you're dead and gone but um yeah just to keep it Keep it on the up and up. Make it simple. We're going to assume you've got either a spouse or a trusted family member that's able to do these things on your behalf once you've passed. Yeah. And so when I say wait a few days after the funeral, it's probably not even a bad idea. I mean, if there's things that you know need to be done, they'll become quite apparent. But one of our recommendations is collect the mail for a month. Yeah. And possibly three months or mm-hmm. get their mail and then go back into if they did keep their mail, keep their mail, keep their bills in a place, go back and look just mm-hmm. so you can get an idea because you'll get bank statements, you'll get insurance statements, um, typically about every month yeah. and sometimes every quarter. Sure. So you may have may even go three months. Mm -hmm. But if there's a mortgage, if there are bills to be paid, trust me, they can go more than a month Mm -hmm. and not get paid and no harm is done. So collect the mail, get the mail, go through the mail to see, to get some kind of idea of what sort of things they had. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And once you have a good idea about who the creditors are, um, what the you know regular payment schedules are, and you've obtained an adequate number of death certificates, yep. you need to start sending those respective agencies copies of the death certificates so that they know, okay, even though mom has passed away, she still has this house that needs electricity if somebody's living in it so then they can take it out of mom's name since she's passed they've got the death certificate now whose name are we going to transfer those utilities into kind of thing or are we just going to shut it down completely um we're not worried about affecting mom's credit score anymore that's the good news it doesn't matter yeah yeah one thing real quick um about banks, okay? If the bank account is just in the person's name who is deceased, they will probably, as soon as they learn that she has passed away, they will shut that bank or lock that account down. Right. And so nothing goes in, nothing goes out. And so that's going to cause a problem with automatic bills coming in Mm -hmm. and out. And so that's why I'm as a pre-planning thing, make sure your bank accounts are payable on death to mm-hmm. someone so that that doesn't happen. At their death, the bank becomes someone else's, but those drafts continue to come out and mm-hmm. get paid mm-hmm. um, even after this person dies. And so it's mm-hmm. crucial, crucial, crucial that you make sure bank accounts are payable on death to someone who is responsible and will make sure that those bills are paid. That's right. And um, if whenever you're reaching out to the banks, you learn, unfortunately, that there were no payable on death beneficiaries listed, strong indication you need to go hire an attorney to get some probate action taken. Yep. And at that point, you will need the will. If -hmm. there was a will, um, you will take that to the attorney and they will open up a court process that will then appoint someone to be able to go to the bank and say, hey, I am the executor or the representative of the estate, and we need to open up a bank account in the name of this person so we can pay those bills. That's right. 
Now, speaking of shutting down the bank account for income or automatic drive payments, typically the funeral home is going to notify the Social Security office Mm -hmm. when the person who's passed away is of the age to be collecting Social Security or even not. I think they have to let them know no matter what the age is, actually, Mm -hmm. because it's still an active Social Security number out there. So um, I don't think you necessarily have to worry with that, but it's always, you know, a good step to just cover your bases, let the Social Security office know, yes, mom, in fact, has passed away. Um, But then I think it's also important that you let the doctor's offices and the pharmacies know that mom has passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, That way they're not calling you trying to figure out why mom missed her doctor's appointment. I can remember not long after my brother passed away, there was something, I don't know, I think it was like a student loan debt or something that he had, and mom was a co-signer on it, and um, they were calling her, Mm -hmm. and she happened to be with me at this time, and she was not having a good day, and you know, she answers the phone and it's these student loan collectors saying, you know, we need to talk to, you know, the responsible party for Matt's account. And she was like, I mean, she let them have it. She said, I don't know how many death certificates I need to send you, but he is not with us anymore. Stop calling me. And it was just like, for a grieving parent. Well, yeah. And it's going to be hard for a grieving child too. I mean, depending on the moment and where you are and all the other crap that you're having to deal with, you know, the last thing you want to do is have to tell somebody else that, you know, you've just lost a a dear relative or, Mm -hmm. or your child or your parent. So making sure that all of these agencies who have some tie to your loved one who's passed know that they have passed away. Please don't start calling me or keep calling me and, and trying to collect some debt it's not going to work well. Yeah. It's not going to turn out. It's not. So, yeah, let the doctors know. And sometimes you just deal with it on a call-by-call basis, what I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who all my mom was going to, and so they would eventually get to me. When they would call her, she wouldn't answer. I was her emer- emergency contact. They would call me. I was like, yeah, she's deceased. She's, mm-hmm. She doesn't need that appointment. And so it it is hard. It is hard. So um, back to utilities real quick. Yes. The one thing that's surprising is they don't care if if mom is of the old-fashioned way of getting a bill in the mail, they don't really care who the check is from just as no. long as they get paid. So right. you can pay out of your checking account or whatever, you know, just I would keep that paid because the real estate agent needs the utilities on to sell it if you're going to sell it. And it's just good to keep them on and they really don't care who the check is from mm-hmm. typically. Okay. Okay. Now, what about vehicles or other titled personal property? You know, four wheelers, four wheelers, cars, trailers, RVs, boats. Yeah. When you, you know, want to go ahead and take over the boat that dad had in the boat slip and it's time to renew the insurance and the title's not in your name, you're going to need to do something. Mm -hmm. So, what do you do in that case? Sure. I know Arkansas and and the two states I'm licensed in, they have forms you can fill out that will transfer title. It is generally signed by the heirs. 
and they just agree who this thing goes to, the car or the boat or whatever goes to, fill it out, sign it, take it to the DMV with a title, and they will transfer the title. Mm-hmm. Super easy. Pretty easy. Maybe yep. 15, 20 bucks, just a little mm-hmm. bit of time. So that's not a, a really difficult hurdle mm-hmm. to get over, but you don't know what you don't know. So now you know. That's assuming the family's not fighting. Right. Again, if if there's if a fight breaks out, you got to go to the lawyer and let a judge figure it out. And that, just work it out. Don't fight. Don't fight. Yeah. Don't fight. Safe deposit boxes are a pain in the rear. They they're are. they're nice. They're, it's a great place to keep stuff as long as you're alive. But once that person dies, if there is not a named living person on that safe deposit box, you're in trouble. Not trouble, trouble, but it's a hassle to get into it. You're probably going to have to go to court just to get that opened up. And the court names someone. And then if you can't find the key, you're going to have to drill it. And that's $7,525, you know, some dollars to get into it. And Mm -hmm. sometimes there's nothing in it. But make sure someone, a living person is named as that is on your safe deposit box so that they can get into it and make sure they know where the key is. That's right, yes. Even if their name is on it, if they don't know where the key is... Still got to drill mean, it. The, people, the owner has a, bo- has a key to the box and then the bank has like a master key, mm-hmm. right? So, yep. uh, yeah, just make sure if your name's on that box or if it is your box, you let that person know your name is on here and this is where I keep the key. Yeah. You need a name and a key. So if there's anything else that we forgot, please let us know. But that's the the big things that people, I think number one is people have come by my office from the hospital when mom died. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. dude, seriously, you don't need me right now. Okay, go spend time with family, do stuff. There is nothing that really needs to be done right now. People love to get their money on time, but if they don't, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay? They'll mm-hmm. survive for a month or so. So mm-hmm. spend time with your family, get through the funeral, and then start to look at these things. And hopefully your loved one did the things they needed to do to not have to go through probate, and things now should just automatically be in someone else's name. And the way that you figure that out is take a death certificate to the bank, to the insurance company, whatever, and they'll say, oh, this was payable on death to John. So now that we have a death certificate proving this person has died, we will pay the money to John. Boom, easy, done. No lawyers, no court. It's just beautiful. That's right. So hopefully today's episode has been helpful for you. And, you know, you should probably share this episode with just about everybody you know, because we are all going to die. Just saying. Just about everybody you know. Just about everybody you know. Uh As with all of our podcasts, I think. I mean, I think our our stuff. Sarah sells this podcast like crazy. And too. (laughs) All of her navigation folks, hey, we we did an episode on that. You uh-huh. should go listen to it. And people come back and say, oh, my goodness, that was amazing. Thank I you. I know, I know. I just, this past week, had a really sweet conversation with a lady who has learned a lot. And she, you know, in our consultation, she, at the end of it, said, I didn't realize how much information I actually got from your podcast until you're sitting here telling me all the things that I already knew and I just didn't have like the confidence to apply it or like to really do it. So 
don't just take this information and let it sit in your brain. You've got to really apply it to your situation. Um, so if that particular client is listening, thank you. I think that helped me just as much as they've helped you lately. And uh, we want them to be able to help as many people as we can. So yep. thank y'all so much. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy-to-find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, check out our Facebook page, Answers on Aging, to catch a live feed of their radio show every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions. So please, let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family.